Torah tells us about the death of Sarah Menu that she died in a place called Kiryat Arba. And the truth is that every word in the Torah is so precious we could spend the entire time here today just talking about that. Hashem waited 2,448 years from the creation of Adam Arishon. After who knows how many years before that, whether it's six literal days or six time periods. After the creation of Mother Marishwan, Hashem waited 2,448 years to reveal Himself on Har Sinai, to give Moshe Rabbeinu the secrets of the Torah. And there's a principle that Chazal say in many places, Hava. Whatever happened, happened. History is very choshuv. There's a mitzvah to know history. Certainly Jewish history. Shal avicha v'yagedcha, zikeinecha v'yomerlach. Ask your father, ask your grandfather, and they'll tell you about history. They'll tell you about the world that was, and that's an important thing. It's important for a person to know history. But at the end of the day, the Gemara says in many places about the past and about the future, madahavahavah, regarding the past, whatever happened, happened already. That's not, what do we need to know where Sari Imenu passed away? And, Madahava Hava, and also we have a principle, the Gemara says, you know, sometimes it'll say, that's Hilchasa de Meshicha. That's Hilchasa de Meshicha. What do you, the Gemara is going like, to ask some question, the Gemara will say, that's Hilchasa de Meshicha. That's a question from Mashiach comes. It's not like Lemaisa right now. We don't need to know the answer to that. Question. We can't possibly know the answer to that question. And anyway, it's Hilchas of the Mashiach. We'll figure that out later because the Torah is primarily interested in the present moment. Whatever happened, happened. Whatever is going to happen in the future, it's going to happen in the future. But right now, the question is, what, is, what does Hashem want from you right now? And so the fact that the Torah goes out of its way to tell me that Sarah Imenu died in a place called Kirat Arba, what does that have to do with right now? Why did Hashem have to reveal Himself on Har Sinai to tell me that right now? And it's, it's, not, it's not that there are some parts of the Torah that are for right now, and there are other parts that are not for right now. I said already a number of times this year, shared a number of times this year, that the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh, the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh taught us that the entire Torah applies to every single person at every moment, Nikuda. You're a landowner, you're not a landowner. You have a firstborn donkey, you don't have a firstborn donkey. You're a man, you're a woman, you're a king, you're a kohen. All the mitzvos, b'machshava dibor maisa, as is explained at length in the Sefer Derech Pekudecha from the Dinavir, from the Bnei Saschar, of Tzvila Melch of Dinav, he, has, he, he passed away in the middle, he didn't finish the project, but he tries to show how every mitzvah starts with Puravu. He says you can fulfill Puravu, you're married, not married. You can fulfill Puravu, whether you're a hundred years old and you can't have, you don't have the capacity to bear children anymore, because the mitzvah and he gives twenty different ways of being mechaving to the mitzvah of puravu b'machshava dibur ma'isa in thought, speech, and action, in different ways. He says when a person makes chidushet Torah, that's an aspect of puravu. The mitzvah of lo sirtzach of not to kill, he says, is fulfilled when a person holds back from wasting words. Because, the, because there's a medrash that says, nafshi that a person has a certain number of words, and wasting speech is an aspect of, of, of or, or, or to say it in the positive, being careful about one's speech is an aspect of self-preservation. It's an act of being the kind of life. 
the chulu v'chulu from Midrashim and from Chazal and from, from, the, from the Zohar, from, from everywhere. He draws all these different ways you could fulfill all the 613 mitzvahs through so many different ways. But it's not just the mitzvahs that you could fulfill in any way. Every word in the Torah, in its context and out of its context. If it's true right now, I'm spending a, a decent amount of time writing uh, some thoughts. It's part of my, I've shared with some of you, it's, it's part of my self-medication in this uh, harrowing time of difficulty. Some people take anti-anxiety medication, some people take antidepressants, and everyone speak to their doctors. Baruch Hashem, I, I've been immersing myself, I, I haven't had to do anything like that, I've been immersing myself in a story that Rabbi Nachman wrote. What could you have against me? I don't know, that's, that's how I, you know, if somebody needs to go running, you know, to blow off steam, like that's one way to do it, another way is to learn Rabbi Nachman's stories. Maybe like that's like eight. I think I'm at page eighty, eighty-seven or something like that in the story. The story is like a page and a half long. I'm at page eighty-seven in terms of my, my thoughts on the story. And he said, "What are you spending so much time every single word in the story?" That's how I self-medicate. Okay, what do you want from me? So if that's true of a story of a tzaddik yisodol like Rabbi Nachman, halachas every word in the Torah is mali v'gadish with 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 the depth of depths Hashem revealed on Har Sinai something in the, in the story of his book called the Torah, then that detail is mamela, precious and important and worthy of our attention. So why is it that the Torah tells us that Sarimin was buried in Kirat Arba? Well, there's a passage in the Sefer Ben Ishchai. The Ben Ishchai, the great Svartik Chacham, Rabbi Yosef Chaim of Baghdad, whom my father is a Gilglov for another time. The Ben Ishchai, the Ben Ishchai writes in his Sefer, he has a Sefer of Halachos called Halachos Ben Ishchai. He has many Sfarm. Take like a whole bookshelf to fill up all the Sfarm of the Ben Ishchai. It's a Sefer, a very, very well known Sefer, studied by, uh, by Sfardim the world over, called, um, not. Not the world over. Some people don't like that the Ben Ishchai argued with the Shulchan Aruch. He had the audacity to argue with the Shulchan Aruch. But, um, but okay, Ravadi Yosef wrote a, a full-length commentary on Ben Ishchai Halachos in order to bring him back to, to show a couple to, to Adonenu Maureenu Rabbeinu Rabbi Yosef Chaim Baghdad. So he, in his Sefer and Halacha, goes, it's, it's organized by the Parsha of the Shavuah, and every week he picks one Indian that jumps off of the parsha as he sees fit, and he'll speak about that Indian. And usually before, he'll say a brief essay, uh, not in halacha, but a brief essay in Kabbalah, in the parsha before getting into the, the halachos. Because by the Svartim, they never had the trauma of the Enlightenment. So for them, Kabbalah and, and halacha, it's all Torah achas, which is one, one, just only one of the reasons why I love the Ben Ishchai, although there are so many others. Including that he's my dad. Um, the the Benish the Benish Chai writes in the Halachos by Kriyashma, which he has in this week's parsha. He says that we know that if we're if we're living Judaism to the fullest, if we're living Yiddishkeit right, so then a Jew says Kriyashma four times. Kiryat Arba is also of Kriyas Arba, four times that a Jew recites Kriyashma. I need to make this up out of Nara. I'll share with you a Zohar in a moment. 
The Zohar says Kiryat Arba is, 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 is a lesson of Kriyashma. Kiryat Arba is a lesson of the four times the Jew says Kriyashma. What are the four times the Jew says Kriyashma? Starting from Arvis, so Memes Aikoran is a Shema Arvin. So that's the first. Then Kriyashma Lamita, that's the second. Then he wakes up in the morning and he's Miyached Shem Hashem during the Karbonos, which a Jew should say before reciting Pesukit Zimra. And then he says, Kriyashma Shachris. Those are the four times. Because each one of those is connected to a different olam. He describes each one of those as different, connect, connected to a different one of the olamos and one of the letters of Hashem's name and the chulu, the chulu, all different types of... What does that mean? That Sari Imenu, what would that mean? That Sari Imenu died in Kiryat Arba. What does it mean? Okay, of course, every Jew dies with Kriyashma on their lips. She died in that place of, of, of being connected, deeply connected to Kriyatshma. So you know the Rambam, in that parak that people don't learn because it's filled with Aristotelian metaphysics also. But some of it is based on, you know, he was, he was dressing Aristotelian metaphysics in, in the language of Chazal. So... Meaning on the, the, the Gra, the Gra, the, the Vilna Gaon is a famous comment in Yoridea where he, he says that the, the Rambam was learning the accursed wisdom. You know, he fell into, because he didn't have the, the mystical tradition. And that was a, that was a toast. That's, what the, that's what, how the Gra felt. So the Rambam writes, and this is really coming from, he just presents it very clearly. But there's a concept there's a concept in Kabbalah, Chazal speak about it, called the Arbi Yisodos. The Arbi Yisodos. What are the Arbi Yisodos? The Arbi Yisodos, we've all heard of the Arbi Yisodos. The Arbi Yisodos, if anyone has ever uh, watched the children's show called Captain Planet. I don't know if that's still around when you're going to... The Arbi Yisodos are, are, are earth and water and fire and ruach and wind. Eishmaim, Afar, and ruach. Those are the four Yisodos. That everything on a certain level, the whole world is made up of these Yisodos. Sefer Yitzir speaks about it. Chazal speak about it explicitly. The Arbi Yisodos. And the Rambam writes that the lowest of those Yisodos is Afar. Afar is the lowest of those Yisodos. And if a Jew works on himself, if a person works on themselves, they can transmute the Koach of Afar, which is in a person, which is almost like an inanimate, uh, lowly type of thing, and they can transmute it until they move up a level. Pretty sure the order is Afar, and then it goes up to Mayim, and then from Mayim to Ruach, and from Ruach goes to Eish. And then the Ram says, and this is why I'm bringing this up, because we're not, we're not you know, Ein Kan Mokum Laharech on this Indian of the Arbi Sodos. It's a, it's a big Sogia. There's pages and pages and pages written on it. And how that, even how modern people understand this as mapping onto the four primary forces of, of, of physics strong force, weak force, electromagnetic force, plasma. There's pages, pages, pages. Rav Yitzchak Ginsburg, a big, big, uh, a big chacham from Torah's Chabad, a, a student of the Lubavitcher Rebbe, who deals with mathematics and science and, and, and psychology and all these things and how they deal with, you know, the interface with Kabbalah. So he has pages and pages about this. For now, the Ramam says, what's the next thing the Ramam says? The Ram says, just let's, let's, let's move this into the realm of psych- psychological language. A person starts from a place of, of afar, starts from a place of, of lethargy and not being, not being deeply connected to anything. 
you know, just a child, all it wants to do is sleep and eat. After a while, a person begins to be filled with, with, with desires, with, with, with goals, with dreams. They start to move up and onwards with these dreams and goals. Water is, is representative of taiva. It flows with a, with a force. Even if you put it on something, it'll, it'll, it'll flow with a force. Dirt stays put. And afterwards, you fill with even more ruach until finally you start to have, you know, you're filled with some, some anticipation, some hope, some dream, until finally you become burning with a passion for this thing. And that's the trajectory of a person's life. You start, you start off as a kid. You don't have any hopes and dreams. You just, you know, you're not even aware of your own consciousness. It's like, how do I get to the next meal? Or how do I, like, you know, stay at a glaring eye of adults who, like, are trying to tell me what to do? Then you get like, a little older, all of a sudden you start to like, maybe I, I don't know, maybe I have aspirations to do something one day, to have this profession or that profession, or, you know, I want I wanna, this hobby or that hobby, until a person becomes burning with a passion for that, for that Indian. And that's the progression that every human being goes through. And so we move from earth to water to wind, until finally we're burning with that fire, with that passion. And then the realm this thing amazing happens. He says, if a person works on themselves even more, then all of a sudden, they're able to be mishapich, the eish hagashmi, the eish hachumri, the fire, the physical fire, and they can turn it into an eish kodesh, an eish that's not gashmi, but it's ruchani. There's a, there's, a, there's a statement from Rav Moshe Kabriner. This is the part where Avram Vino exits stage left, at least in the Psukim. And uh, so it's Chashif to say this Torah from Ramosha Kabriner. Rav Maishalav Kabrin said, I was never surprised to hear that Avram Avinu wasn't burnt up by the fires of Orkastim when he was thrown into the, you know, into the, uh, into the furnace over there. He said, what I was always surprised of when I heard about this is that Avram Avinu and his fiery passion for their Bona Shalom didn't burn up Orkastim. That's what I was surprised. Not that Avram didn't get burned by Orkastim, but that Orkastim didn't get burned by Avram. In there, we understand that Avram Avinu was in this hapech himself to such a level of, of esh kodesh, of, of holy fire, that the physical fire no longer had a hold over it. It means that there's such a thing as a person who becomes so enamored, so impassioned with where they're heading in their Vodas Hashem, that they're able to flip everything over and turn everything into a holy fire. And so... Sara Imenu, who died in this place of Kiryat Arba, like the Orachayim HaKadosh points out, and like based on the Zohar HaKadosh, that what it means that she died in the place of Kriya Shema, it means that the secret of turning everything in your life, turning the lethargy and then turning the passion and turning the ruach and turning the, the fire, turning all of that into an Eish Kodesh, the secret of that is through Kriya Shema. Kriyashma is the secret of how a Jew begins to see the eternal in the most mundane things in the world. You know, we do start, just to go back for a minute, we start from, we start from a place of, of lethargy and then we move to a place of, of higher levels of, of desire and passion and, and goals and hobbies. There's a Torah from Rav Tzadok HaKon Milublin. Rav Tzadok writes, Pasuk says that uh, 
those who are lost in Eretz Ashur and the Nidachim Be'eretz Mitzrayim are going to return and, and bow on the Harakodesh, on the Holy Mountain. Surf so Tzaddik has a beautiful teaching. He says, Who are these? What are these two? It's not Stam. Who are these two different groups? Who are those who are Abudim in Ashur and those who are Nidachim in Mitzrayim? And why are those who are lost in Syria, why are they first before those who are Nidachim in Mitzrayim? Why is that the order? It's a beautiful Torah from Tzaddik. He says, You know what it means to be lost? You can only be lost if you were looking for something. Someone who's holding by the stage of Afar isn't lost. They're just, they're just sitting. They're, 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 not, they're not wandering to look for something. I remember when I spoke to one of the Rebbeim in, in Reshit, where I went as a, as a Bachar. I remember him saying that, you know, when we do the interviews, one of the questions we ask is what type of music are you into? What type of music are you into? What type of sports do you like? What type of, what are your hobbies? And he said, if somebody says what type of music they're into and they say, uh, I don't know, something which is like a little bit iffy, you know, re- religiously iffy in terms of their music, if, they're willing, if they admit that on an interview, you know, he said, that's not too bad. He said, it's not a problem. You know, if somebody's into like, uh, you know, strange uh, movies or has like strange... That's not, that's not too bad. He said, but you know what's really bad? He said, what's bad is when you have someone in an interview and you ask them, like, so what are you into? What's your sports? What's your, what mood? Like, I don't, I don't really like sports. I don't really like anything. I mean, if, you, if you're lost because you're putting your passion into something which is not quite the right thing, it means you're looking for something. Like, even if you're, even if you're a drug addict, even if you're an alcoholic, it's because you're looking for something big. And you got lost in the wrong substance. But a person who's nidach, who's just pushed away, is a person who's just sitting there thinking that everything is good and has no, no real ritzonos. You know, the, the Nile River is overflowing and you're getting your paycheck. Yeah, you're going from meal to meal. But you're just eating to live, but you don't, you're not living for anything. And so when the shofar, when the tikaba shofar gadol, when Hashem blows that big, that big shofar, the people who have moved, even a little bit, may offer kumi, those who have gotten up from the place of offer, and have moved even a little bit from the level of nidachim eretz Mitzrayim, or just sitting there doing nothing, and they're at least lost in Ashur. They were looking for... A, Usher with an Aleph, Aleph Shin Resh. Happiness. They were looking for happiness somewhere. They got lost looking for happiness. They were Avudim Baretz Usher. But they weren't stuck in the constriction of Mitzrayim where they weren't looking for anything. So then when the shofar blows, the first people that are going to come running are the people who are looking for something, the seekers. You were looking for something, Beseder, you'll find it. And then eventually, eventually, the call of the shofar will even wake up those people who are in Dachim Baritz Mitzrayim. So a person moves from the level of Afar to the place of, of Mayim, to the place of Ruach, to the place of Aish, and finally they transform that Aish into an Aish Kodesh. And Sara Imenu, Shnei Chaye Sara, like all the Mepharshim say, Sara was living two lives in one life. 
as we speak about all the time. In this shir, but all the time, all the time. To live a full life, to live a real life, to be so on fire with Yiddishkeit that you've transformed the passion, the physical passion into something which is an Eish Kodesh, which is an Eish Ruchani, means to arrive at a place where everything that you do, everything that you do, becomes tinged with holiness. This morning, because we didn't have morning sitter, so I was sitting at home doing some work, meaning studying Rabbi Nachman's story, and as I'm sitting there and doing that, my wife, the tzaddikist that she is, is, is making challah. Is making challah. Now, in Achanami, she's making challah for Shabbos. And in Achanami, there's a mitzvah of taking of Hafrash's challah. And in Achanami, that some of that challah is going to end up going to soldiers or people in the south. And that she's also preparing 40, she got 40 pieces of white fish because some soldiers on some base asked for fish for Shabbos. So she went out and did that. And all of a sudden, she takes out her phone and she starts playing this video of this woman. Orit, remember we spoke about Orit? Bas Margalit. Margalit, her mother, did this after Shabbos. The whole world's looking at this video. Everyone's seen it at this point. And I'm realizing with every bone in my body, with every fiber of my being, why it is that we say, Shalom Asani Isha, but the women say, Shasani Kirtsono. That Hashem made us as He desires. Because to be able to find Hashem with a safer open is very gewaldic. Gewaldic. But for Sarah, you may want to bring the Shekhinah into the tent because she's making challah. Like Chazal described it after Sarah died, that the Shekhinah left the tent. But Avram wasn't learning after Sarah left. He stopped learning. He, he had a Yerida. He burnt out. So maybe a little during Shiva. Okay, Seder. But everybody knows it's a small chaf in, in, the, in the word Bechia. He came Levchosa, and it's a small chaf. He, like Rashi says, like Chazal says, he didn't, he didn't keep crying forever. Avram Avinu knew that you don't cry forever about this. He knew the secret of crying with laughing at the same time of going on. So for a little bit, he, he, he was, he, you know, maybe there was a little bit of less learning. But then he went back to learning. But that didn't help. The Shechina didn't come back to the tent. You know why the Shechina didn't come back to the tent? Because Sarimin wasn't making bread for the Chayalim. Because the Torah, as Chazal tells us already, is an Eish. It's Eish Chora al Gabe Eish Levana. Eish Das Lomo, the Pasuk says. The reason why Tevilas Ezra, the reason why the Tevila of Ezra, the reason why we don't have to go to the Mikvah every time we open up the Torah to learn it, if we're in a state of Tumah, is because the Torah is Halo Dvarai Ka'esh Nu Hashem. Hashem's words are like fire. It's not Makabal Tumah. It's like fire isn't Makabal Tumah. So the fact that the Torah is an Eish Kodesh Beseder, but the ability to say a Shema, which itself is Divrei Torah. A person who doesn't say Shema Bizman, what does the Gemara say? Lo Sid Ka Adam Hakore Torah, like a person who is still reading the Torah. 
Because after all, as all the, if you look in the lambdas of, of the whole <laughs> sugi over there and brachos of Kriyashma, the whole Indian is that Kriyashma is the official, right? that's the minimum basic Torah study of the day. You're not supposed to tell the Amaratzim of Baruch Hashem Rabbanei Yeshiva. You can fulfill the mitzvah of Vigisabo Yomam Velayla. You should learn Torah day and night through saying Kriyashma in the morning and Kriyashma at night. Kriyashma is the quintessential act of, of Talmud Torah, of Torah study. And with that little quintessential act of, of Talmud Torah, of Torah study, with the Shaykh to both men and women, Sari Imenu, who was maybe less involved in book study, like Avram Ravino, who was around, Mamish, you know, having de- philosophical debates. Avram Ravino was running around having philosophical debates with the whole world and trying to prove to them with whatever the version of Torah that he had at that time. Sari Imenu, she was doing bake sales. That's how she was in of everybody. Because she did something which is even more strong. On a certain level, she did something which is even more strong. You know what's even more strong? What's even more strong? Uah, my father, the Ben Ishchai, comes in here. Vigisa Yomam Valayla is the Gematria 611, which is Torah. Thank you, doctor. Which is even, which is even stronger. Than what, what a woman could do is even stronger. You know what she can do? What she could do is that she could turn Afar into Mayim, into Ruach, into Esh, and then turn that into an Esh Kodesh. The Torah is an Esh Kodesh. So if you learn Torah, then you consume yourself with an Esh Kodesh. Gewaldik. And we should do that all day, every day, not just to rely on Kriya Shema Baboker Erev. But what you can do with this Koach, which is the Koach of Malchus, the Koach of femininity, of being able to elevate the physical, you could make it that your life, which should be a dual life, which is two, the two lives of Sarah, they become unified in the Kriyashma. She's buried in this place. Sari Menu is the one who comes and takes this Maras Hamachpela, this dual nature of existence. That there's holy and not holy. And Sari Menu calls the bluff. Sari Menu says, Maras Hamachpela. A doubled place. Uh-oh, here comes more. Vigisa boyom v'layla. Yeah, that's what I figured. That's what I figured. Vigisa boyom v'layla is Vigmatria Torah, 6.11. So, the Maris Machpelim is the doubled cave. That which seems like a doubled thing in life. The woman is the one who takes something which ostensibly is one person and another person. You have the husband and the wife. V'yul l'basar echad. You know what Rashi says? How do you be v'yul l'basar echad between the husband and the wife? They create a child. Because what does the woman do? She takes one thing from one person and one thing from another person and she combines them together inside of herself and brings out one thing instead of two things. She takes two and brings it back to one. And so Sari Yimenu is the one who teaches this Shnei Chai Sarah, the, two, the duality of Sarah's life becomes combined and she's buried in Maris Machpelah in the place called Kiryat Arba, in the place of Kiryat Shema. Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. So as we're sitting here and as I'm saying this, just over and over again, my head is saying, what's the name of this, this Nilchama that we're in right now? What's it called? <coughs> Anyone know what it's called in Hebrew? Charavot Barzel. Charavot Barzel. Iron Swords. Now, 
the holy books tell us that the word barzel, what's barzel? Barzel is Rosh Tevos. What's barzel? Barzel is Rosh Tevos. Bila. Rachel. Zilpa. And Leah. The Imaus. Nobody knows what's going on, and, and my friends and I were talking this week about people who... I'll, I'll say this, I think it's a Hashem Nakuda, and for, I don't, who am I to say? There's a lot of things going on right now. People are, are spreading positive news and things like that. And we spoke already about Shmir Senai and being careful not to look at things that, are, that a Jew's eyes shouldn't see of, of the degradation of our people from a few, from a few weeks ago. But also, I was, sitting, I was sitting with a friend, a friend of mine was showing me a, a video of a soldier degrading a Hamas terrorist. He had a blindfold on, and the soldier was basically, I mean, you couldn't see it in the video, but clearly he was handcuffed or whatever, and the soldier was saying, say, I love Eretz Yisrael, I love Israel. Say, Am Yisrael Chai. I don't know, I, again, I'm not a, I'm, this is not, I'm, I'm going out of my comfort zone. I'm, I just... I just say a shir here in yeshiva. I don't manhig the Jewish people on these things. I don't know if that's in the spirit of the Jewish people. I couldn't finish watching. I said, please, I can't look at this. We should be effective and quick and ruthless. Achzarius de Kedusha. But you don't have to play the game. And then, I, and then I started thinking about this a lot because that's what a person does when they, when they have strong reaction towards something. Why do I have such a reaction to that? I said, in Tanakh, we don't have, like, uh, Tanakh doesn't describe, you know, Shmuel Navi literally quartering Agag, quartered him, four pieces, took a knife, took a sword, and quartered him, cut him into four pieces. And we don't have other places where the Nevi'im and the, and, and, and the Jewish kings who were fighting for the Jewish people were, were cutting off arms and limbs and stuff, and, like, really doing... And I'm speaking this over with them because that's, again, so that's what you do. You speak it over with your friends and you speak it over with people that you trust and you love. And we were talking about the fact that but we don't have, there's not a Navi who's chaser lanu, Navi v'melech. We have tzaddikim, and we should listen to what the tzaddikim say. I don't know that tzaddikim are saying that this is the type of thing that we should do. We should be placing this type of uh, videos. Jewish people are are involved in a battle of Barzel. And what we're doing right now is something which is elevating something holy. It's an elevation of something holy. I'll even say this. I think it's an important thing to say. Rav Cook writes in, um, in what's called the, the Aleph Bey's book of Rav Cook, Midos Raya. Rav Cook writes under Ava. He says that a person has to love everybody in the whole world person even has to have a malik in their heart when, they, when they're saying that they love the whole world. You have to love a malik. It's just that, says Rav Kook, that the way to love a malik is to kill them. That's what he says. He says, and that's, and that's why only the biggest tzaddikim are allowed to go to war. In other words, who are the people going to war in the time of the, of the Bible? The biblical model for wars. Someone who has no fear of any sin. 
They never even spoke even between putting on their tefillin shayyad and tefillin shayrosh. That's what we're talking about. Who's going to war? Like Rav Chaim Kanievsky and Rav Yashov and like Rav Nevinsal and, uh, you know, that's his... These are the, the, those are the people who are going to... Old men with long beards. And so that's not the situation right now. It's in the Chamas Mitzvah. In the Chamas Mitzvah, it's not old men with long beards. It's even the Chassan goes from the Chuppah and the Kala goes from the Chuppah. That's Machamas Mitzvah. That's Mashu Acher. So we're not involved in that right now. But when we kill Amalek, we're doing it because we say this is, this is the only way to be Metakin you. That's a, I mean, it's a wild piece from Rav Kook. Because he says that you have to wipe out Amalek mitachas ha-shamayim. That's a pasuk. He says, but not l'malam ha-shamayim. Mitachas ha-shamayim, there's no place for Amalek. We want to put them in their proper place. So it, it just seems to me that as we're going through this difficult tekufa and we're doing what we need to do and we should do it effectively and to be mavar and to remove evil from the world, and also each of us in our own way to remove, that's also part of it, to, to, to soar meirah in our own way. I don't know that we do it in a way where we degrade the evil, we uplift the evil. We take dust, and we take water, and we take wind, and we take fire, and we uplift it to somewhere. And that's the koach of the imahus, that's the koach of, the, of femininity, to know how to do that. Shabbat helps to do that.
Hashem blesses Avram Bakol with everything. Chazal tell us many different things. What does it mean that Hashem blessed Avram Bakol? There are many different things of Bakol. One of the opinions is that Hashem blessed Avram that Ishmael did tshuva in his lifetime. That his son Ishmael did tshuva. Because we see that Ishmael comes to bury Avram, which means that he rejoined the covenant of Avram, the Abrahamic Accords. He came and he rejoined Avram. It means that even though even though the Jewish people are called through Yitzchak, in the end, you know how hard that was for him? You know how hard it was for Yishmael to do that? For Yishmael to come back, to rejoin the Abrahamic Accords, he had to be moda that ki bi Yitzchak yikar lechazer. He had to be moda that Yitzchak is the main branch of the tree of Avraham. And that he was willing to graft himself back onto that. And the Meshech Chachma writes that Maisa Avo Simon Baram doesn't only apply to the Jewish people. The Ramban's famous Klal, which he gets from Chazal, which he uses throughout his entire parish in Chumash, that everything that happens to the Avos happens to the children. You could see Jewish history in the life of the Avos because everything is just a fast-paced version of what's happening to us now. Everything that they did was paving the way for us. Man Yitzav Ban of Acherv, like the, like the Rudamsker said. That Avram Vino was Yitzav Ban of Acherv. What that means is, Lashon of Tzava means Lashon of Tzavtav. Everything, every step he took, he was connected to us. That's why the Tzadikim said that when a Jew feels connected to a certain place in Eretz Yisrael, that's a sin that Avram Avinu was thinking about you in that place when he was walking the land. Whatever that means. He was mechavin, whatever yichud he was mechavin to, that eventually comes out that you're connected to that piece of land. The piece of land that my wife and I just bought, Avram Avinu was miyached yichudim so that I could come to that place. Everything the Avos were doing was before, and then it's Maisa Avos Sim Lebanon, it becomes a simon for us. But the Meshach Chachma says that Maisa Avos Sim is a klal in the Bria. It's a principle in the world. It's not just something for the Jewish people. And so just like Yishmael, the tshuva, Hashem was Berach Avram Bakol with everything. And Yishmael, the tshuva, we see already that it started to happen. That certain Arab nations joined together and were moda. That the Jewish people are the Bailam over the land of Israel. So Hashem should bless that that's just the beginning. That the Yishmaelim, that those who are the Bnei Yishmael, and the whole world should follow the Maisa of Osim Lebanum, should follow the advice of their great-grandfather Yishmael to do tshuva, because that's what we believe, that Basof, they're going to do tshuva. And like Rav Kook said, that when the Jewish people start acting the way we're supposed to be acting, and we have been acting in a way which is quite <coughs> remarkable the past few weeks in Halavai Weiter, when the Jewish people start acting in the way that they're supposed to be acting, and the time for bringing bring Mashiach comes, so Rav Kook said that the, the Arabs will take down the, the mosque themselves. This whole thing started as a, I forget, I know our, what our war is called, but I forget what they called their war. They called their war something Al-Aqsa Mosque, something. Face nation. And it is, that's what it is. It's a war against Al-Aqsa Mosque. They should take it down and they should make the space fresh. And we don't want to take it down. They should take it down themselves. They're going to do Tshuva Basof and Mimoda. And then it'll be a base Tfila Kola Amin. Right now it's not a base Tfila Kola Amin. Jewish people are not really allowed up on Tahar Bais. Not even, forget the halachic sugya, it's not. When the Jewish people, Mirza Hashem, 
when Maisa Avosim Levonim happens, and Hashem blesses Avram Bakol, and Saudi Arabia, and even Iran, come and are molded to the fact that the Jewish people are the Bailam over Eretz Yisrael, and the Jewish people take ownership over Eretz Yisrael, and taking over ownership doesn't just mean coffee shops and ice cream parlors and burgers bar. It means, as we have, as we have, Batei Medrash and Batei Tefillah and Tzedakah and Chesed and Shalom and Tznias and Mitzvahs and Shabbos and Kashras at, high, at the highest levels because we're madly in love with Hashem. So then, just like Yitzchak was doing in the path of Avram Avinu, so then Hashem was Berach Avram Bakol. And Yishmael also did Shuvah. We should be Zohar speedily in our days to see it. Oh, my God.